one and 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 one make And uh, welcome to uh, Susie Grogan. Thank you, Eddie. Good morning and welcome to Talking Books. Now, the summer holidays have officially begun and the children are enjoying weeks and weeks off school. Hopefully, we can look forward to at least a few weeks of sunshine, though none of us, I think, are banking on it. Just in case the weather doesn't smile on us um, or you're off on holiday and there's a long journey um, with time to kill, today we look at a book and an author that can really keep children happy. Philbert Gooseberry, I can barely say it without laughing, which is a good start, who I'm relieved to see as he sits before me is not too green and prickly, um, has written a fabulous book of poetry to cheer you up, stop you feeling bored, and give you something to read out loud to your mates, apparently. The book of preposterous poems has been reviewed by a young friend who has said, I really liked this book. Usually poems are quite boring. I would dispute that, I have to say. Usually poems are quite boring, but this one is much more fun. So welcome to the studio, Philbert. Hello, hello. Now, I have to ask you where the name came from. Is your mother particularly prickly or your father terribly sour? No, no, I had to... Uh... I think I'm, I'm quite good at thinking up names. I've got there's a few interesting names in the book, yes, and uh, a few funny names. And I was trying to think of something slightly cuddly, something slightly memorable. And I remember there's um, there's a baseball player called Daryl Strawberry. So I, couldn't, <laughs> I was thinking that's a good name, but I can't have Strawberry because that's already taken. So I thought, oh, Gooseberry. You don't hear many gooseberries. No, you don't. You hear raspberries, but that's not so many right. gooseberries. You don't really want people blowing raspberries at you either, mm. do you? And I thought Filbert was a good name. I used mm. to have Filbert as a name in my youth when I used to play those role-play games on the yeah. computer. I used to be called Filbert. Um, so I took Filbert, and that, that's where the name yeah, came from. Yeah, because it's a proper name, actually, Filbert, isn't it? Because I looked it up. I think it's, it's a, there's quite a lot of French Filberts. Is it really? It must be Filbert. That's funny, because uh, my ancestors are French. Yeah, you've done it inadvertently. There you go, yeah. Um, so when did you actually start writing poetry? Well... I first, um, well, I used to work in a, in a shop, a video shop, uh, with some other colleagues. And when you get, um, when it's people's birthdays, you should get, you should get the cards passed around. You should write little, oh, have a good, have a good one, stuff like that. Mm. And I, I think I used to get a bit bored with that. So one day, I think I just wrote a little, little funny little poem. I can't remember uh, exactly what it was or who it was for. But as soon as that first one went down, and then of course it's someone else's birthday. I had to do another one, and then another one, and, and another one, and so on, and so on, and so on. These little poems, these little mm. four-line poems, became longer and longer and longer, and they became less about the people and more about anything, really. It could be about anything at all. And they used to fill up the whole cards eventually. And, um, yeah, so that's where I got started, really. Yeah, so yeah. how long ago was that, then? Ooh, it must have been about... Ooh, of, uh, how old am I now? 39. So uh, about 20... It must have been about 20 years ago, I guess. Crumbs. Yeah, so mm. one of those first jobs. Mm. Yes. And mm. you, you found yourself a, a future a future career. Well, yeah, everybody else, everybody was telling me at the time that you should do something with these. You should sort of send them off. I just sort you? of rejected it at the time. Yeah. I was busy in another job and stuff. I didn't really think of it as any serious thing. No. But I think as time has gone on, I thought, why not really? Why, why not give it a go? So yeah. I did send them off. 
and uh, here, here they are. Here it is. So what sort of books did you read when you were a mere bud on the gooseberry bush? Well, I remember reading a lot of Famous Five. Mm. I think they're the proper novels I, I first read. And I know my daughter now is reading The Secret Seven. Yes. She seems to like them. Um, they're the first main real novel children books I read. The Famous Five and, and uh, those sort of children's mystery novels about smugglers and uh, and things like that with the, with the ones I remember the ones I know, that you can live your life through really when you're yeah. living a fairly mundane school day existence to sort of go oh. and have an adventure on Kirin Island in that's state. right they were really I'm really excited I really enjoyed those books Enid Blyton perhaps they seem a bit old fashioned now I don't think I think there's a lot for kids to enjoy yeah. in them still but those are the ones really and then, of course there's old Roald Dahl I enjoyed him as well BFG was one of my favourites um, um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's, that's those sort of books. I never read much poetry. No. So I was never really picked up poetry from reading any poetry myself. Yeah. Um, but that, that's that's the sort of books that I've I been, read. I when I saw that comment about usually poems are quite boring, but this one is much more fun mm. from somebody who's like under ten. Mm. I always find that a bit worrying because I know that at school when my daughter was in her teens, poetry was sort of looked at as a bit of a chore but mm. I think there's so much to enjoy in poetry I don't know if it's something you come to later in life I didn't I liked it all the way through my teens but yeah maybe it's something you come back to when you're a bit older yeah I think my daughter who's oh, oh, 10 I think <laughs> is, is getting sort of homework where they get these passages of poetry about um quite serious things yes they do the war poets yeah, at senior school war don't they things yeah. and I think that's, that's sometimes quite difficult for them. That's perhaps why they sound it mm-hmm. sort of a bit dark and deep. They have to yes. sort of look at the meanings and things. And that's yes. probably why, it, why why it's a bit difficult and why I find it sometimes a bit boring. I think they find it hard work. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And possibly, yeah. you know, the curriculum needs to look at the sort of poetry they're encouraging children to read. Yeah. So was there anything particular that inspired you with these particular poems? Is there a theme that runs through them, or is it just a collection of fun ones that you've written over the years? Not, not really. I mean, I decided that uh, when I decided I, I, would, I would send some poems off. I, I didn't send any existing poems that I'd done, because I really, they, they'd all been in birthday cards, and, yes. and they were all over the place, or in, in the recycling. Um, so I said, right, I'm going to write 20 poems. Mm. Um, from ideas that just sort of just come out of anywhere. I'm going to write them down and I'll send them off. So I didn't sort of stick to any theme, or perhaps themes have emerged as I've been writing them. And I've got a thing about superheroes, and I'd quite like cowboys as well. There's a couple about sort of the cowboy theme pirates. and pirates. So there's, there's sort of that boys uh, sort of style that sort of emerged, that fun, colourful thing. There's no specific theme. Yeah, there's some girl heroes in there too. That's right. I didn't want to leave some girls out. There's, there's, there's decomposing Daphne. There's the mashed potato one, and and uh, yeah. So yeah, there's poems for everybody in there. Yeah. Every age. And you've got your own children too, haven't you? Are they mm. Philbert fans? <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope so. But just the other month, I think uh, my son said uh, didn't know who Philbert Gooseberry was. He didn't realise it was me. Ah, anyway, uh, so he was quite surprised, really. I think that's when I, I did another radio interview. He didn't understand what was going on or, or what, what was happening. It yes. had to be explained that I'd written the book. He didn't understand that how I'd written the book. 
How old so is he? Surprising. He is seven at the minute. Oh right, so he's going straight into Philbert Philbert sort of age group. He I is, would yeah, say. yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. write for an age group, or is it just as they happen? Not, not really. Not no, not this book wasn't really. This was just, as I said, it was just about getting the when the ideas come, I would just do the poem. I wouldn't yes. really. I didn't really set out to cater for anybody. Yeah. I thought that might um, that might stop my creative flow really if I was being a too a bit too sort of. Um, kitchen holy you know try to try to cater for people yeah. i just did what i thought was fun what i thought was funny and and see where see where it took me really yes mm. now i want i think it would be a a good idea if you read us something mm-hmm. out of your book some of them are longer aren't they and so you could read as an expert some of them are excerpt some of them are slightly shorter but i think it's about time we listen because i know as it's the summer holidays there may be some children listening mm. and they might like to hear some philbert firsthand so to speak okay yeah well i thought i'd go for decomposing daphne <laughs> it's my mother-in-law's favorite apparently that's what she says <laughs> there's not too long as you say some are quite quite long Hopefully this will be all right. Yes, go ahead. Okay, right, here we go then. Daphne von Wilde is just one of a kind. There is no little girl like her you could find. For example, if you or I wanted a change of style, a different haircut from what we've had for a while, we could pop down the salon and ask them there, what could you do with our boring old hair? But Daphne can change her hair all by herself. She's got a range of styles styles laid out on a shelf. Mohican beehive, afro or bob, dreadlocks or a mullet might do the job. It's easy when you've got a detachable head, just one of the benefits of being slightly dead. Now don't be afraid, I do please implore. Daphne will never come rasping upon your front door. She would never come a-creeping in the murky gloom or crash through the window to your front room. No, Daphne is just like any girl of twelve and a half, although she walks with a limp and has a scary laugh. The modern-day youth is a curious breed, with poor language skills and dubious dress sense indeed. As you know, most are very difficult to understand, easily mistaken for members of an awful rock band. So at school and amongst friends, Daphne's unique face blends right in, never looking out of place. But occasionally Daphne comes close to being uncovered, through no fault of her own, her secret almost gets discovered. For example, parties are a particular source of woe, and she has often had to be very quick and get up and go. At one birthday bash, Daphne can no longer linger when amongst the bowls of crisps she lost her finger. And she could hardly move any faster when a tickly nose proved to be a near disaster. A blast from her nostrils was of such great strength, her nose took off across the room at quite some length. Anybody was to see this would have been given a terrible fright. If Daphne had been quick, if Daphne had not been quick and turned off the light. Despite all this, Daphne took life as it came, even though at times she felt she was going insane. For at any moment an arm or an extremity could drop off, just by bumping into furniture or having a good cough. But there were advantages in being less than normal at any rate. Daphne thought being a zombie was absolutely great. At Crazy Golf, she was an absolute sporting beast. She would play every week after a Brussels sprout feast. Her ball would ricochet off a a plastic sheep, cow or mole, always ending up just a few inches from the hole. And she never had to pay, and I'll tell you why. She used her leg as a club, and her ball was her eye. (laughs) Doing chores at home was achieved with ease. 
Daphne never complained it was all such a breeze, because while she mowed the lawn she also watched TV. How is it possible? How could this be? Well, whilst her body was outside giving the grass a mow, her head was perched on the sofa, watching her favourite show. Sometimes she fancied a holiday, but what could she do? She couldn't afford to go to Australia, Sweden or Timbuktu, so using her zombie skill, she took herself apart. She took off her legs and feet, and that was just the start. She then popped herself in parcels. Her plan would never fail. Addressed to somewhere exotic, she then waited for royal mail. Yes, being a member of the undead could be pretty fab. When you're able to swap limbs, life is rarely drab. If there was one thing Daphne wanted, it was to be able to tell her friends. Keeping it all a secret often sent her round the bend. But there was one day a year where Daphne could be seen. And that day was in October. It is called Halloween. Oh, and that's that one. Fabulous. Oh, thank you. Yes, <laughs> without it resonating through the microphone. Yes, thank you very much. There's lots of things that appeal to children in that. Isn't mm. it? Nothing they like better than a bit of an arm dropping off or an <laughs> eye coming out in my experience. I mean, my kids are in their 20s now, but I certainly remember that anything that my son enjoyed generally involved something slightly gory or messy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know about girls. Do, I mean, I don't like stereotyping because I think, you know, that there's everything's available to everybody but mm. you know sometimes girls might like a, a powerful woman in there somewhere do you think that that's mm. empowering I, I kind of i kind of think she's quite empowering really i mean yeah she knows what she wants doesn't she she yeah. knows what she, she needs to do yeah and she, absolutely uh, going on holiday is, is is she has to think on her feet yeah and and i think that's a great of, idea posting yeah. bits of yourself yeah that would be very handy i could imagine yes mm. yes so anyway, thank you very much for that. I, I, it's brilliant. I mean, when you say people encouraged you to publish it, was it? How did your family feel when you said you were going to publish a book? Apart from the fact that your son didn't really know who your alter ego was. <laughs> no, I mean, um, they were. They were. They were. I think some were surprised. They didn't think it was. Uh, I think some people didn't actually believe me. I think to start with, until uh, until the book actually appeared in yes. my hand. Um, but they were very encouraging. My my other half marie uh, was very supportive and uh, very excited about me doing 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 something different and and giving what what i'm capable of really a go i think yes. I've, I've got this like skill which not everybody has yes about doing poems and i should it should, I, should, I should give it a go and, and see what people people think otherwise i'll be i'll be sitting when i'm older thinking well you why didn't i it. give it a go yeah you have know. you had a good response so far yeah, it's all been very positive. Yeah, so yeah. people seem to seem to like them. Yes. And um, yeah, I haven't heard anything bad about them yet. No. When so did it actually come out? It came out March the thirty first. Yes. Yeah, because your publisher got in touch with me fairly shortly after they came out. I think to see mm. if we could get you on the show. I mean, it's really perfect to have it in the summer holidays because mm. I do think that there's a. It's not one of those books that actually you just pick up and it's four lines on each page. There is a. There's a story in a lot of them, isn't there? There are yeah, proper right. narrative. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's what people have said to me. They're proper little stories. Um, yeah, there's something certainly to, to, to get interested in, in the poems, and there's certainly beginning, middle, of end in most of them. Yeah, they're, like, they're quite a good nighttime read, mm. I think, as well, aren't they? If you were to read one before... Yeah. I remember my daughter used to love the rhyming stories in Rupert, not the not the long-winded mm. proper story at the bottom. She used to love that kind of sing-song. Yeah for getting kids off to sleep it's sometimes it doesn't really matter what the words are sometimes even if it's been hard work writing them it's mm. that 
it's that sing-song voice you can use that's very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, do you do readings in the local area? I have done, yes, I do do. I've got um, I got a book signing tomorrow mm. at 11am at Willerton Library. Right. So I'll be doing some, I'll be reading out some poems and saying hello to people who would like to come along. Yes. Okay, so, so I'll be reading. What time are you going to be there? Well, it starts at 11. Oh, 11 right. 11am for an hour, I shall be yeah. there. Yeah, so if anybody um, from the local area wants to pop up to Willerton Library tomorrow, mm. they can actually meet Philbert in person. That's right, yeah, you see yeah. what it looks like. It's a lovely little library by the, by the harbour. Yes, yeah. yeah. So it's a uh, anyway. So you're gonna you're gonna do that tomorrow. Mm. Um, and how do you feel about writing another? But now that you've brought this one out, do you want to leave this one out there for a little while, or are you already planning the second volume? No, so I've got to keep going, and I've already written um, a collection of twenty-five poems, but they're shorter these ones. Right. And as I said before, I didn't cater for anybody for this one, but for for the next one. I've sort of aimed at sort of a younger audience. Mm. They're, they're much shorter. I mean, I've got a couple here, which I could read out if you want. Yes, we want you to do some in the minute, but yeah, okay. definitely. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what it's aimed for. But I'm also aiming to get some some uh, some uh, pictures for these ones. Ah, do you know what? That's one of the things that the that the young reviewer said mm. to me. Would it would be nice to have had some illustrations yeah. in the book. Mm. Um, I, I know that that sometimes it, it, you have to then find an illustrator, yeah. perhaps, unless you're very creative in that direction yourself. Yes, yes, yes. Unfortunately, no, I can't really draw. I've got a young, young, a uh, young lad at home who's giving it a go, doing some drawings. Yeah. So, if there's anybody out there who, who wants to wants to dr- give it a go, yes, uh, yeah, just to sort of drop me a. An email or something. Well, you can get in touch via the studio, so Mm. don't forget there's always studio at 10radio.org if you actually want to drop us a line and we'll happily forward stuff on to to Philbert to make sure that... uh, You know, if you you are interested, actually, I'm sure he'd probably be glad to talk to you anyway, wouldn't Mm. you? There's bound to be future volumes of Philbert fun. Oh, absolutely, yes. Definitely. Mm. So these are preposterous poems. Mm. Have you got a title for the next one? No, not yet, no. <laughs> no not yet. They're doing, doing the rounds, the other poems. So, yes. yeah, so it was something linked in to Philbert Gusry's Something Something Poems, I yeah. expect. Do you want to read us another one, then? That would be fabulous. Well, if I read something that, that's, that's not been published, I mean, these are the yes, younger do. ones, and it's um, based on it's based for the younger ones, but they're funny. And it's called Stinky Stinky Poo Poo, it's called. Now there's nothing like a bit of poo for small okay. children. Open Carry on. The radio. <laughs> right, here we go. Wait, there's something wrong. What's that pong? Smells like last week's stew stew. Mum, it's so smelly I can't watch the telly. What are you going to do, do? It's my brother, he's done another. Take him to the Lulu. It's in his nappy, and I'm not happy. Stinky Stinky Poo Poo. <laughs> I can hear that being something of an anthem for anybody who's just had a had a new baby brother mm, or sister. Mm, yes, well, definitely. I've got a two-year-old son, so that that's where that, that came from. Really, I mean, yeah. surprising the, the, the amount of smell that can be generated. Really, yes, by, by something like that. Yes, I, 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 my kids were three years apart, and that was, my son was just old enough mm. to feel positively insulted when his sister did what came naturally mm, yeah it's, it's not good <laughs> yeah there's nothing quite like us I, I find boys particularly like things that are 
related to yeah there's, there's a few yeah let's be honest now we've really taken this show down and not i mean how long ago was it we were talking about the birth of shakespeare i don't know <laughs> <laughs> this show can cover any any topic <laughs> as long as it's to do with words do you have another one you wanted to share yeah, do, yeah do, I could please do. feel free okay yeah this is a, when, a when i have poets on i have poets who write all sorts of poetry but people love to hear them read and mm. we've had a couple of phone calls in from people in the past to mm. say you know, you really need to hear poetry read sometimes to, yeah. to actually feel like you're properly getting the the, the meaning. Right. Be- well, the meaning behind stinky poo poo is pretty mm. obvious. But mm. so go ahead. This, what's yeah. this one? It's called? a little short. One. It's just called Teeth. This one. Uh, make sure you brush your teeth. Brush them twice a day, because your tooth fairy because she, because the tooth fairy only takes clean teeth. If dirty, she won't pay. So scrub a dub a dub those molars. Make those canines shine. Then with those gleaming pearly whites, you'll get cash every time. You really tap into the heart of a child's psyche, don't you? <laughs> Let's get serious. <laughs> I remember having a conversation with my kids about that one, about brushing your teeth. So yes. It's, it's, so the tooth fairy will only take clean teeth. But what's the going rate for tooth fairies now? Well, in our house, I think it's a pound or two, I think, at the moment. It's a pound. It used mm. to be 20p. Yes. Not these days, no. Inflation on teeth fairy. I think mm. it, I think in my day it was just a, 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 um, a 10p coin, actually. Th- those were austere days. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I don't remember getting an awful lot. Cause yeah. you, the, the t- a sixpence, a little sixpence. A sixpence, mm, yeah. yeah. The temptation, the temptation, I think, must be as a child now to pull your own teeth out. Mm. In order to get some pocket extra pocket money. Yes, yeah, that's right. Very <laughs> so it's very good of you to actually encourage children to mm. clean their teeth in order to <laughs> <laughs> maximise their profit. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So, how can we find out more about Philbert Gooseberry? Well, I'm on Gooseberry. Facebook. Gooseberry. I'm on Facebook. Uh, yes. I regularly sort of put little poems out on on there. We could have just clarified this. The Philbert is spelt like Phil, but P H I L B E R T. Because lots of people have said to me, "Is it about you know Philberts are hazelnuts, aren't they?" So actually, you've called yourself a hazelnut gooseberry. I see. So Philbert, but that's spelt with an F I L B E R T. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. There you are. You see. That's interesting. So they're they're finding a deeper meaning in Mm. your name than you actually intended. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Philbert Gooseberry on Facebook. Yeah. So I'm on Facebook. I'm also on Twitter, but I'm afraid a bit of an old fogey on Twitter. I'm I'm sort of getting used to Twitter. I'm not sure what I'm meant to be doing on Twitter, but I, I am also on Twitter. How about Instagram? Because no, that's apparently, apparently that's that how to get thing, that's how to get down with the kids. Is now, it really? Oh my word! <laughs> I've got to do Instagram then. I'll be going on Instagram then. Yes, that's, de- that's for sure. Definitely find Instagram. Take pictures of crumbles, pots of jam, mm. anything Gooseberry related, yes, and that's yeah, definitely that the way to go. And and what I do like, I mean seriously something like instagram you can take a picture of your poem Mm. um you don't have to give it away exactly but it just raises awareness of what you're doing and Mm. i can see why some people find it really useful as a as a marketing way of marketing no one's mentioned that to me yet no very handy instagram's the the way to go i think yeah yeah yeah. because young kids for example can't 
get on Facebook so much. Mm. They shouldn't be on Instagram, but it's something instant and visual that yeah. sometimes they're, you know, it's attached to your camera. And yeah. I think quite a lot of people get quite involved in Instagram. Mm. Okay. But anyway, there's me giving you social media advice. No, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that's very handy. I do think, does, did your publishers, because um, people are often interested when they listen to this programme about how people go about getting published, and particularly poetry, because it's not that easy, even if it's mm. children's poetry, to get poetry out there um you know did your publishers make any suggestions about how you should market your work once it's actually out there do they like you to be on social media and promoting um, yourself no not really no i did a lot of that myself they they did a lot of um uh phoning around booking radio yes like yeah that. which and was then, brilliant and promoting things like that and i think i'm gonna be in a magazine as well soon and then, but as for the the, the the sort of more the social media kind, I'll have to do that myself. Well, we all have to do it. I mean, I've written a book and got a publisher, but the publisher doesn't do that for very long. Even no. with J.K. Rowling, as <laughs> after six months they've moved on to the next yeah. one. So it's hard work all the time. So mm. yeah, social media is a great way of getting out there. That's right. But they're all very good, and always be on the end of an email or a phone call or something. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. So how did you find them? How did you go about finding someone to publish well, them? Well, I had to look a bit, and I uh, had to find a, um, a publisher who would accept poetry, children's poetry, really. Yeah. Not yeah. everybody does. People just like crime writing or... Um, all sort of factual books and romance yeah that's right people specialise and don't do poetry so paranormal suspense yeah so I had to find one and I was lucky enough to, to, to hit the jackpot first time really I was, I was quite very surprised and very yes. excited yes yeah well it's nothing quite like seeing a book in print is that's there? right when it comes it comes in the box and it's like wow that's it. Oh, there it is yeah how so much print. input did you have into the cover because we have to draw attention to the fact that there is a very lovely bright green gooseberry on the yeah. front of the book of preposterous poems he well, looks very studious as well that's right i didn't i didn't do the cover but i did sort of um i did sort of design it. i said exactly what i wanted on the front and uh, the paisley blue paisley design you don't see a lot of paisley these days no no you so don't thought, let's go for a bit <laughs> you of paisley need a smoking jacket or something. that's right bit of paisley a big cartoon gooseberry yeah with some glasses yeah I well said. that's what you've got and that's so. exactly what they did for me so brilliant yeah it looks very good and quite striking i think on the shelf absolutely and what what we always have you got it in local bookshops as well uh no i mean many can find it on the internet yeah um, it might be worth stand. trying Brendan Books in Taunton, for example. Yes, yes. All your I indie bookshops. And yes. we love promoting Brendan Books. Mm. Um, and, of course, local libraries. Yes, this is in the local libraries. You should yeah. be able to find it in my neighbourhood. Absolutely. Can, we libraries. love promoting local libraries as well, especially mm. for children's books, because I think if we lose local libraries, mm. that's a great loss for mm. children's books. So, right, so you're in Williston tomorrow. Yes, at 11. Yes. I'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. And we can look forward to the next volume in the next few months, yes, perhaps. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you must, get, you must get your publishers to get in touch with me again, because mm. we do like return visits. Oh, good. You have, okay. to be, you have to be prepared to read some more of your new stuff, though. Okay, but okay, yes. I think those two are a pretty good indication <laughs> that we can have some fun yeah. in a few months' time. So anyway, we're coming to the end of the programme, which is like 25 minutes oh. has whizzed by. So mm. you've got to choose a track to play out on. and it's, Yeah, so why have you chosen this particular track, if Eddie can find it? Well, since I was told I could, I could choose a, a, a song, I thought, wow, this is exciting. This is 
it never happened to me before. No, I and, know it's um, good, isn't it? <laughs> and because it's a, like a youth radio station, I thought, oh, I can't, I can't choose anything that's too square or oh, trendy. Oh, no, you can be square as you like can on I? here. So mm. I said, uh, I was talking to the missus on the way down about Glenn Medeiros. It used to be something from my youth. There'll thinking, be people out there remembering Glenn Medeiros, yeah. as do I. I thought, what did I listen to when I was young? Ah, oh, a bit of Glenn Medeiros. <laughs> I thought, oh, he's got a great name. But then I thought, you know, I, was, I, I listened to a lot of music when I'm doing the washing up. Yes. So I thought, I thought a bit of talking heads would go down a, a treat. And something funky, something groovy, which they did was uh, Take Me to the River, I chose, in the end. Anyway, oh. this is not square. It's fabulous. And thank you so much for coming in. That's right. It's Even, my pleasure. Yes. And it's always great to have local authors on, particularly children's authors we don't have enough on so hopefully you'll make a return visit mm, thank you very yes. much okay that's, that's all right so finally we've got uh, take me to the river um by talking heads of course this was originally done by uh, al green or the reverend al green <laughs> 